thank you for tuning in to this broadcast of podcast number eight at dot exe raceway i'm eric acosta and to my virtual right here is saving content's own ed acosta what a wonderful day for a wonderful podcast it looks like uh, today is going to be a great day for a podcast the track is dry the teams are looking ready to get this podcast day started We've already had some stunning laps run in qualifying, and I'm certain the podcast will be just as intense. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast here at .exe Raceway, sponsored by Saving Content. Another creative intro. <laughs> you know, try, try to do something different every once in a while. Because that's what's fun. Yeah, and you gotta have fun. Oh, yeah. So what you been up to, Ed? Oh, it's been a... A week. (laughs) It has Uh, been a week. The thing that... Okay, so there's two things I want to kind of get off my chest here. Uh, One is, lately, there's been this woodpecker outside my my window. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And I know it's a woodpecker, because I... It sounds like... It sounds like Woody Woodpecker, you know, just... <laughs> is it like literally? Is the is it like a tree out your window, or is it yes, literally? Yes, there is a oh, tree, okay. uh, right outside my window, and it you know it's it's not directly outside of it. It's it's got some feet from the window, but right. Uh, the the woodpecker he he chooses that tree out of all the different trees in this complex. And I looked out the window one morning trying to find where he was, and I could not see him, but I could hear him. <laughs> and throughout this whole week, he's been coming around roughly at about uh, six in the morning. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Uh, luckily, my alarm tends to go off at six unless I, you know, set it for later. So it's okay, but. On like let's say the weekend when I don't have to get up so early, uh, he uh-huh. is still out there at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he he don't care. <laughs> he does not care about me uh, sleeping in just a little bit longer. No, no, he's so, doing his job. He's doing. He's his doing job. his job. He's trying to find food right. and banging out Morse code to the other woodpeckers or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I just turn the TV on. And I just sit there and watch TV because I can't go back to sleep now. Right. Well, because once I'm up, I am up. <laughs> funny, so funny story about woodpeckers. Um, this is something I learned when I was working in uh, substations. Um, the there are metal um, poles in the substations. They're actually uh, power line or power line towers okay. uh, for like in and outs. And the hamburger chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in and outs. Yeah, <laughs> hamburger chains. That's you know they, they put fries up there and you know just kind of pick at them. Oh, good. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Can I get it animal style? Oh, yeah. Um, but no, so we had they had to stop using those in certain wooded areas because uh, the woodpeckers would actually get to the top of that. And the hum of the um, electrical line, the hum of that uh, current, would, is actually roughly close to the same frequency as the sound of a lot of like bees and bu- uh, flying bugs. Uh huh. So the woodpecker would land and then try to peck a hole in the metal. What? Yeah, and you would you would hear it. It would it would peck and be a, but it'd be like a tin. So it's like yeah, because it's metal, and it would go, and it sound like uh, a bunch of like bull, really tiny bullet shots, 
But the reason they had to stop using that, um, using a lot of those, is because the woodpecker would actually would hit so hard and so repeatedly because they could hear that frequency that it would start damaging their beak. Yeah, that's what I figured would happen. It's like, it's metal. It's not a soft, well, soft is uh, relative, relative here, but uh, <laughs> a soft piece of wood. <laughs> yes. So we, they, we, uh, a lot of utilities had to either stop using them or to do like, um, what is it, repellent, uh, like uh, bird repellents and stuff like that. Um, okay. Just because they would, they, you know, the, the freak, the, you can't, you can't change the, the frequency hum of, uh, of the voltage or of the current. So you had to change the device that it was, the pole that it was on or make a deterrent for the woodpecker to land there. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the, probably a good idea to shoo the bird away somehow. Yeah, yeah typically. But yeah, I, I was told that by one of the guys when I, we were at, um, I was at one of the stations uh, and um, I was, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he had been there for many years, so he kind of knew his stuff. But I was like, gotcha. that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, other than the bird, <laughs> which I, if I can catch him on video one day, I will, because I've never actually seen a woodpecker like, you know, peck at the piece of whatever wood he's pecking at. I just hear him. Right. And, so, and all you got is that like, you know, Woody Woodpecker image, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can catch him one morning, I'll, I'll get video of him. Uh, the other thing I kind of want to just just throw out there into the ether. Um, I, I, you're familiar with Little Debbie oatmeal cream cookies, right? Or well, I, I think they might be cream pies. I, I'm not quite sure what the name is, but the oatmeal cookies I, with the well, cream yeah. centers. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with them. I think they actually are cookies. I don't know if they're called cream pies. Uh, so I just happened to be looking at the nutrition facts on the back of one of them one day. And it says uh, it's 120 calories. Oh, well, that's not too bad. It's 120 calories for a third of the cookie. <laughs> Why do they think it's okay to split the cookie in three ways and then say, oh, a third of this cookie is 120 calories. But if you eat the whole cookie, you're, you're getting like 330 calories. Why not just put 330 calories as the whole cookie? <laughs> Don't put <laughs> well, a separate one there. It, it's because it it looks better, obviously. Why are you... Sp who is <laughs> doing a third of a cookie as their serving size? You you take the little... The, the cookie's already small. <laughs> right. I feel like they've gotten smaller. Maybe I've gotten bigger. But they're small. No, no, How they've gotten you, smaller. They've 100% gotten smaller. You're not going to cut that thing into a peace sign. <laughs> Well, to have three equal pits of cookie and say, mm, I'm full. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> I've had my one third. Mm. Yeah. I'll come back tomorrow for the other one. Well, you can't. What are you going to do? Put it in a Ziploc bag? Oh, you, you were saying this about uh, some, something else the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you are absolutely correct. If you're going to split it up into multiple servings like that, uh, you need to put it in a resealable bag. Right, I, I think it should be for every serving you have, unless it's like, you know, peanuts or powder or something that's, you know, going to be scooped or served scooped out. Scooped or poured, yeah. Right, you should have, if it's a single item, like a cookie, it and you say that it's multiple servings, you should have a resealable bag. It should be a requirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so like the, the uh, chocolate-covered cherries I had the other day, 
they're in a package of like a little uh, plastic. Oh yeah, the plastic tin or not tin yeah. plastic. Yeah, I yeah. want to say tin because you know muffin tin, right? <laughs> but it's just a little plastic thing that holds the cherries, and you don't have to pull the plastic um, sheet all, all the way, way off, back. right? So you just put it over top of the uh, part that you're taking out, and it, you know, they say, oh, it's two cherries for a serving. Great, right. well, I can just pull two out, and exactly. everything else is still good. <laughs> or like the invented—I don't even know if Oreo invented it or not—but that like is the best cookie serving yeah. device setup. Pull that little pouch, you know, the top pouch or leaf out or off, Re- and then reseal it. Some magic glue that's on there that's able to reseal itself, no matter how many times you pull that thing apart. Well, it, it's almost like a slightly stronger notepad glue, right? Or a post-it sure. note glue? Post-it note. Yeah. We just be but post-it yeah, note and everything. I don't know if Oreo came up with that. I've seen it all in Chips Ahoy bags before. Yeah. Uh, maybe Keebler elves designed it in their tree. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> somebody made it, and it works. <laughs> and it's a great idea. Yeah. Little so, Debbie should do that. All their, have you, all, all have, their cakes. Have you uh, had any of the ice cream? The little so- Debbie ice creams. I'm sorry. What? Are you not familiar with these? No. No. What are you? What are you talking about? I, what? Are you're not? You're not just pulling my leg right now, right? <laughs> no. I have little Debbie makes ice, or are they? Is it like chunks of little Debbie stuff? Oh my god. Okay. Okay. You need to go Google this either right now or after this uh, podcast is over. I mean, uh, you're saying that right now, and I I was already on that. <laughs> little Debbie has made uh, a pint size. Uh, things of ice cream based off of their uh, different cakes. There's no oh, fudge round one, which I'm kind of sad about. My God. But they have zebra cakes. They have the oatmeal cream ones. They have the Christmas trees. Uh, they have uh, <gasps> Nutty Buddies or Nutty Cos- Butters. The Cosmic Brownie. Oh, Lord. The Cosmic Brownie. Star Crunch, I think, is one. Um, I have the Walmart here. I have tried. Uh, multiple times to go in and get some they never have any so i went and looked on are you familiar with brick seek yes <laughs> i don't remember what i <laughs> used it for way back when but i remember using it to find something and i i figured you know what let me let me see if maybe maybe they are doing this and i went in to brick seek and sure enough uh you can search for the little debbie uh, ice creams so i know of three walmarts in the area and two of them do carry uh some of them although they only carry like one <laughs> oh. so like the one walmart uh just slightly down the road uh carries the um uh the zebra cake and then the neighborhood market one uh, is carrying the cosmic brownie. So tomorrow <laughs> I might venture out to some Walmarts and at least getting two of the ice creams. Uh, I really kind of want to try the uh, zebra cake and the um, uh, oatmeal cream pie, but I don't remember seeing the oatmeal cream pie one uh, anywhere. Maybe I'll get lucky. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I heard I heard you talking all about that, and I'm just I'm 
I'm I'm looking for the cosmic crisp brownie. <laughs> <laughs> it is needs to be near me. Yeah, so uh I I've heard people say they're good and I I I do want to try it. Yeah, uh, how long have you been sitting on this information? Shoot, man, come on. They, people were posting about this on like Facebook and Twitter and social media. It, there was news posts. I I I'm sure you ran across this some point. <laughs> Look, you act like I am I'm on Facebook or something. I ain't on Facebook very much. She you have oh, friends. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. They it is Martin's Oh my gosh, Ed, it's oh, it's everywhere here. The Cosmic Crisp one. <sighs> so when you say everywhere, as far as I'm aware, this is a Walmart exclusive. You only have one well, Walmart. Uh no, actually I have two. But oh. they are I have one, two, three, four, five, five within twenty-ish miles. Ooh, and three what? of them have in stock availability. Ooh. Oh, 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 that might be a tomorrow trip. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. Des is going to be so mad at me. Uh, or, or, or maybe not. <laughs> I'll just have to make sure. Oh, you know what? I'll have to make sure I get one that she likes. Probably the zebra cake. Yeah. I mean, that's a good go-to also. True. Because it's just like a birthday cake ice cream, if you think about it. Essentially, yeah. I'm going to be so disappointed if it's just like kind of tastes like a cosmic. I know, right? Brown, you know what I mean? Um, well, like I said, I, people seem to enjoy it. So if they enjoy it, there's something, there's probably something to it. Otherwise, yeah. you'd be hearing more people say, oh, it just tastes like ice cream with a little bit of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I just realized I've been saying cosmic crisp brownie. Yeah, it's not. It's cosmic it's, brownie. Well, it's be yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I've gotten into this kick because there's this new apple called a cosmic, cosmic crisp. crisp. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's been around for a little while. It's just fairly new in being sold. And I have like an issue with eating raw apples. My stomach really hurts when I eat them. Right. Except for the cosmic crisp, and I love apples. So like, I've been like eating those like whenever I can get them. <laughs> So, yeah. although you don't have an issue with them cooked, it's just raw. Just raw, yeah, just yeah. raw. Yeah, once it's cooked, I'm good. Hence why I eat like you know, apple friggin' <laughs> apple whole twelve apple inch apple strudel. pie by myself. I know, right? Oh man, I could go for an apple pie right now. Oh, I could go with a cosmic brownie and a cosmic crisp apple pie. Ooh, ooh, what if you what if you took the cosmic brownie and you know. um you squish that to make that the apple pie crust. <gasps> so it would be like a brownie pie, apple yeah. brownie apple pie. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. I, I I I could get into that. I could certainly get into that. Probably wouldn't hold very well, but I could get into that. Oh, I don't care about holding well. <laughs> it's all going to the same place. <laughs> right, and then put like a dollop of like uh vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good. Now okay, that we've we... officially made all of our viewers <laughs> or listeners hungry. Right. So let's, let's move away from food. Because <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Because I haven't had dinner yet. Oh, that's not good. Uh, I, get, I have Rummy Cube on this list because I visit some family uh, 
over, I guess not, not over the weekend, but, uh, the other day and, mm-hmm. uh, had a nice dinner, uh, did some burgers on the grill, more food again. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, while we we're eating dinner, we played some rummy cube and I haven't played rummy cube in years. So I had to get a bit of a refresher on how to play, uh, almost one. Oh, really? Almost. But, um, uh, it was one of those where it's like, oh, right, this is how to play. Great. Okay, I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it. Oh, boy. Now I'm trying to make all these moves happen, and I'm running out of space in my head to do that. <laughs> uh, you Do you remember how to play Rummy Cube? Uh, I, so I remember we played it on mom's side of the family a lot. Yeah. Um, either that or um, Hearts. Yeah, uh, well, that was or that spades, was, but that's funny. That that was part of the conversation we were having. <laughs> oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. You know, we play <laughs> this with uh, grandma all the time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember. I I can remember some of the rules, but if I were to sit down and try to teach it to someone, I'd be missing a lot. Yeah. So, if you're not familiar with Rummy Cube, it is. Um, you get these tiles with numbers on them. The numbers are one through, I believe, 13, and they're different colors. And it's kind of like a ooh, uh, matching and um, uh, what's the best way to put it? <laughs> it? It's matching colors, matching numbers, or you can do sequential. That's the word I was looking for, sequential. And when you're doing that, the object is to clear your hand of tiles. So if you can't make a move, you pull a tile. So that's how you keep getting more tiles if you can't do anything. Right. So ideally, you want to be able to pull the biggest moves. And as long as there's three tiles touching, so like if you have uh, matching colors, they all have to be the same color. sequentially so if you have one two three in orange that can stay but if you have one and two in orange that move cannot be played it has to have a it has to have a third tile and then if they're the same number it doesn't matter if they're different colors they just they can be the same number but it has to be three of them and you can't have any duplicates so you can't have like two blues of a three and a red it has to be a blue, yellow, and a red. Okay, yeah. So with that in mind, trying to make these big moves, like you can separate the moves. big all the move. Um, you can separate tiles as long as they stay in threes. So like if there's a one, two, three, four, five, six, and you want to be able to use your own four in that set you can separate at the three and then put your four at the end of the three and now there's also a four five six as a separate thing so that's where the strategy comes in and everything and you know i'm looking at this board and there was at one point i'm like oh i got this move this is going to clear out my thing (laughs) and we start talking next person goes their turn and it's the next person's turn, and then it's my turn. And I look down, I'm like, wait. 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 <laughs> <laughs> something doesn't, something looks different. I know you didn't change anything. I know you only put something down, 
either I forgot the move I was going to do <laughs> or the one towel that uh, our cousin had put down uh, messed me up. <laughs> and oh, I forgot. So bad. I hate that. So it, it was fun. Uh, it was it was good to be able to go back and play some uh, Rummy Cube because I think the last time I had played was was probably at a, a family uh, gathering or something. Um, oh, we also played Cards Against Humanity, and that's always fun to play. Yeah, I haven't played Rummy Cube in a long time. Um, so, I did teach uh, Keegan and Genevieve how to play uh, Hearts. Yeah, hearts not. is also a good one. Hearts, spades, whichever way you want to take it. Yeah, they were they were not as thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I guess those old card games are, you know, for for the for the old people. We're I think yeah. we're kind of the last generation that's really really into that. In- you know, being able to pick up a, a deck of cards and finding something to play with it. That's like goldfish. I don't. I don't know. It, it it could just be like there's a a gap of age where it's like cards. Who wants to play with cards? And right. then you hit the right age, and it's like, man, I need a deck of cards. Well, I almost feel like so, like you know, Keegan and Genevieve are both like very much a you know they'll play with cards, but they're not going to play with like a deck of cards. So, you know, they've got like things like uh, Gloom and other card games like Coup and like actually. Mm-hmm. full fleshed out like card games tabletop not, games tabletop more card than games, like right. casino game I guess right call it right i, I mean that's uh, playing card games i mean yeah. the only thing i know that i've seen them play uh like willingly with cable a uh, tabletop cards um or casino cards sorry is go fish yeah, yeah sure and that's I mean, at like okay all the power's out what do we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean our go-to was like categories and yeah! Monopoly and um uh, upwards. <laughs> yeah, upwards. I remember that. Yeah. Uh for anybody who doesn't know what upwards is, it's basically Scrabble, but you can stack, stack. letters on top of the other letters. <laughs> yep. So that you know, if someone has uh uh, now I can't think of a word that you could change. Uh, red. Here you go. If someone has the word red, uh, you can put a B on top, and now it's bed, and you get those points. Right. So, also a fun game. Yeah. So, other than board games, <laughs> <laughs> um, the two next things that I have are Gran Turismo and Outriders, but we both played those. So, yeah. one, is there anything you've played that you want to talk about that isn't one of those two yes so as as we learned in the previous podcast i was uh on vacation for about a week uh right. i went to seattle washington area uh well not seattle but and then home we visited, of the starbucks yeah home of the starbucks where you get buy coffee that made me sleepy um <laughs> that's the how weirdest, coffee works right the weirdest thing both me and, and me and the wife we got coffee and it was like I'm tired after drinking it. I'm like, I've never had coffee affect me in any way, let alone make <laughs> me tired. So I don't know if maybe it was like too much sugar or what, but I was sleepy. Um, but then after that trip, after that, we went to uh, uh, family members, um, in-laws, 
and uh, um, we, you know, hung out, had fun. But while I was there, my uh, sister-in-law uh, was playing, wanted to show me a game, Jurassic World Evolution. Yes, that's a that's a good game. So I, for some reason, had it in my head that it was like an action-adventure game. No, 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 no. This is a tycoon park yes. builder. Yes, and as soon as she like was explaining, I was like, wow, I had a completely different image of this game. <laughs> I instantly love this game now. So she like turned it on, got it, got it going and everything, and I'm like watching her play. I'm like, this is, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this like infinitely, right? So then I, when I get back, I find out that there's a Jurassic World Evolution 2. So She's playing the. She was playing the the first one, and the the second one is is newer. I think it came out last year, twenty twenty one December. And uh, added, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, so, uh, it is uh, very recent. Uh, uh, Evolution two, um, right, is out. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it. I I know it's already out because I have it. Um, we'll get into that in a few seconds. Um, but. Uh, it's got like it adds in like um the water dinosaurs and I think the more flying dinosaurs and a bunch more of other dinosaurs along with like other genetic stuff that you can do to it. Right. So I'm I've been like tiptoeing around. I'm like, okay, should I get it? Shouldn't I get it? Yeah, maybe I, I don't know if I want to pay sixty dollars for a new game right now since I got you know Horizon to play. I got GT to play. I'm still doing Pokemon Arce- uh, Arceus. I'm still doing the Fire Red run. And I'm still doing Pearl. So, like, I've got a, a lot of things rolling around right now. So, I went on to, uh, what was I? I was on um, Xbox um, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for it. And I'm like, man, it's not a Game Pass. Oh, well. So, then I happened to go on Steam. And I saw that they had it on sale. I was like, oh, what's it sale? And it was like, yep, base... I don't have it up with me up right now, but I think like the the standard one was like uh twenty dollars or something, um or thirty dollars. Um, but then I noticed that they had the like full deluxe package or whatever, normally like a hundred bucks for sixty dollars. I was like, ah, crap! Now I gotta <laughs> I gotta get it now, right? Right. <laughs> so yes, I I bit the bullet, bought it, and I've been playing that um the past two three days for a good few few hours Um, so it's just fun i'm gonna say if you enjoy if you enjoy that game um but you know it don't mind that there's not dinosaurs (laughs) frontier developments is the people who make that game yes and they've made planet coaster which is basically a uh sim theme park or a roller coaster tycoon uh type game it's jurassic world evolution just with a theme park and uh they also have uh planet zoo which is zoo tycoon um but with that uh planet coaster-esque um thing to it right and again it it's set up similar to like jurassic world evolution these guys are the people who made uh, one of the original Zoo Tycoon games. So they've been around doing this for a long time. Shoot, I even think they did some of the um, roller coaster tycoon games for uh, Atari 
back. Oh, really? Yeah. So they've been around doing this for a long time. That's why it's such a smooth. The the game's just it's a smooth game to play. Like it, I it threw me in, you know, right back into like just that like sim, you know, SimCity, World of Coaster Tycoon feel, but it didn't feel as clunky. Yeah, um, no, as those kind of did. They're so good at doing what they do. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Now that being said, I can tell you, the every time that I've stopped playing the game has not been of my own choosing. Uh oh. <laughs> so I've been playing for the past like two, three days, and of those two, three days, I've ended playing probably about five times, roughly. Okay. And every time it's because it crashed. Oh no! Yeah, and it and it crashed. Like I'll be doing something. I vivid like well, this one today. It, it did it. I remember I was getting ready to. Uh, I was building a new um, aviary kind of thing for my okay pteranodons. Tyr- uh, and as soon as I placed it to like build, it crashed, and it goes to the cra- crash screen, and it goes to the uh desktop so it crashes to desktop it doesn't like freeze it doesn't you know uh glitch out it literally crashed to desktop and then it has a little thing come up said uh such and such you know jurassic world evolution 2 has unknown fatal error and then on the bottom says please write a description on what happened for you know (laughs) for the company and i'm like you don't want me to write a description because i just lost like 30 minutes worth of work (laughs) oh no doesn't auto save it does um, in, in the campaign, I think. Oh. Yeah. And I, at that time, I wasn't doing a campaign. I was just doing... Well, so what you need to do is protect whatever you're building from the compies. Because I'm sure it's just a little compie that went in there and started messing with all your stuff and then game crashed. <laughs> Either that or one of the Pteranodons was... Pulling a uh, Woody Woodpecker, in. <laughs> it was just <laughs> knocking on the metal, going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bad frequency. Yeah, so that's I, Jurassic World. Um, it is one but, I need to. I've been meaning to either pick up or play or both. <laughs> I I would love that in a multiplayer fashion. Oh yeah, just having the option to do like a uh, co op with. Um, you know, some of these uh, builders uh, would be really fun. Like, have you ever played Two Point Hospital or uh, Theme Hospital? Uh, so funny, is... funny you say that. I bought that for Des, thinking she would like it because it's very like cheesy. Like, it's very uh, British. Yeah, so it's very British and it's very like dad jokey, right? Yes. And me and Des were both very dad jokey, punny, yeah, uh, comedy. And she played it for like. Oh man, maybe two minutes. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, I don't really like this. <laughs> yeah, you have to. So at two minutes, uh, you. It is one of those you need to play longer, but you know within two minutes whether the humor is going to get get you or not, or the gameplay yeah. is going to get you, because it again, you know, like any of these other tycoon games, it is management, and you've got to manage money. You got to manage. Uh, clients, you've got to manage staff. <laughs> right. It's it's that, but see, it's not that management that, like, I don't mind playing, like, Civ every once in a while, but it's 
the, the, the economic it, of that is very management. different. Yes, yeah, yeah. I can't I can't get into that management. I can get into this management, even though it's realistically think of like mathematically and statistically wise, it's essentially the same kind of thing, <laughs> but it's just wrapped in a different bundle and it's easier in my head than hey, you know You can't set popcorn prices when you're conquering <laughs> Rome. <laughs> or can you? You wouldn't set popcorn prices. What would it be? It'd be like hard tech or something. <laughs> spice prices. Spice prices. Yeah. Yeah. You set your spice prices too high, and now Gandhi's coming after you. <laughs> so I've also, I've also been playing uh, Power Washer Simulator, which, hey, I know if anyone knows anything about it, it is an old game. Well, Oldish. Oldish old, game. Old in the zeitgeist. How about that? Yeah, yeah. It is only and, like, a year or two old. <laughs> right. Well, in this day age, you know, 30 seconds is too old now, right? Yeah. Um, but I've been playing that, and that's, that's another one, one of those good, like, pop on a, a, a podcast or, you know, my playlist yeah. and just clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, when you were talking about uh, uh, booting it up for the first time, uh, we were talking about uh, Viscera cleanup detail. Yes, uh, yes. I still have to get into that. That was my jam for quite a while back when that came out in 2009, 2012, somewhere around wow, there. Was it really that long? Yeah. Um, but it, it's fun. It, it is. I don't know what it is about some of these games where it's just menial tasks where you're doing stuff that you could be doing at home. Cause yeah, I surely could pick up stuff around here. Oh but, yeah. Um, not going not to. as fun as doing it in the game. <laughs> I think it's because it's easier because you're not having to physically do it. It's sure. a control, right? It's just a you know, digital hand doing it. Yeah, maybe if I had a digital hand connected to my um, Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'd do it. <laughs> I'd pick up and do laundry uh, much more often. Oh, yeah. If I, got, I had like a progression bar that like leveled up every time I put like, you know, the pair of jeans in the washer. Oh, gosh. Is there a, a laundry simulator? Oh, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, just like a, laun- uh, like a laundry um, laundromat? Yeah, a laundromat or like a dry cleaners. Okay, you know what? We're going to cut this from the podcast so I can go sell this to somebody. <laughs> uh, you know who you sell it to? The people that made garage or a gas I know, station. right? Yeah. <laughs> Take it over to those guys. Hey, you want you want a new business to put in your uh, gas station simulator world? How about a laundromat? <laughs> laundromat, and then the dry you can like, cleaners. Yeah, you you can go like the the legit road, or you can go to the money laundering road. Oh gosh. <laughs> so other than that, uh, something else that I've been playing. Real quick update on Pokemon Fire Red. Right. Um. I have 32, oh shoot, I don't have my thing, my uh, spreadsheet up. I've got a little over 30 at 100 right now, and uh, still going strong, Um, taking a while. Yep, I've got this freaking Metapod who is uh, taking forever to get to 100. I think he's at level 77 or 78 right now, Uh, because I can't do anything with it, because it learns no other moves, just Harden. <laughs> so I have to. You can't teach it any other moves. No. I thought you you could give it like a TM or something. Not in um, 
Not the in the, the original. I think later on you can. You can catch them with a with tackle. They will right. have tackle every once in a while, but they cannot be taught. Oh. Because uh, Caterpie can't be taught tackle. That was another thing I had an issue with. Or it can't be taught any better moves. It can only have uh, string shot and tackle, I believe. What else do you need? You, you exactly, gotta move to right? slow them down, or what is the uh, string shot slows them down, or is string shot accuracy? Accuracy, I think it's accuracy. I wouldn't know. I don't do any status effects in any <laughs> Pokemon game ever. Uh, if you look at any of my Pokemon in any Pokemon game, if there's a status effect, that is the first move that is going away. <laughs> <laughs> Even sleep and like poison ones, like poison the, powder or sleep powder. I will put sleep or hypnosis on. A Pokemon that has the ability to get false swipe, or oh, yeah, something like that, and it is literally my my Pokemon catching Pokemon, and will not be used for anything else. So that's running good. Um, and then along with the uh, Pokemon tar- uh, talk, I was also playing Arceus a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do have a funny story about this. Uh, word of warning. Um, uh-huh. I've been a father for 15 years. Yes. And I still Accurate. have not learned. <laughs> still has not learned this, apparently. Uh, do not walk away from your controller. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can almost <laughs> sense where this is going. So, with Arceus, you can turn off autosave, which I did. Yeah. Now, yeah, this so that is, way you don't get caught up in something. Exactly. That, that was the whole reason. I, I you know, So I can manually say before, like, you know, uh, an encounter with an EV or, or something like that, right? Yeah. So that way, during the encounter or whatever, it doesn't autosave inadvertently. So I turned that off. I uh, forget why I walked away. Oh, I know. I had a phone call for work. Um. I had to pick up a call from work, so irrelevant, whatever. But I picked it up, was talking for a little bit, probably about 10 minutes max. Uh, and I come back and uh-huh. I see my youngest right. uh, has the controller. And I'm like, uh oh. And I look at the, uh, <laughs> at the TV and I notice the demo of Kirby's Forgotten Land is currently playing. Uh huh. And I went, hmm. And I instantly thought, oh, it's okay because it's on the Switch and, you know, it's fine. It's just another channel. It's just another HDMI. And then I went, oh, wait, no, I'm playing the Switch. Right. And it doesn't suspend. Oh, crap. It doesn't suspend. <sighs> or it so, doesn't suspend with the second game. Right. It won't suspend and then let you play another game. Yeah. So I was upset. And had to take a <laughs> five-second breather uh, because I hadn't saved the game in over two hours. Oh, no. <laughs> or That's I think it was like an fault. hour and a half. I think it was an hour and a half. Oh, no, it's that 100%. on you. <laughs> every step of the way, it's my fault. <laughs> 100%. I, I knew better in the fact I should have been saving. I knew better in the fact I should not have put the controller down and walk away. And I knew better than to put the controller down in a spot where she can get it. Uh-huh. All my fault. Every step of the way. But, so uh, what yeah. is what is the little one's take on the new Kirby? <laughs> she loves it. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. She's, she wants to play with Keegan and Genevieve and anyone else that'll play with her. Aww. Uh, I, I think it's one of those I'm going to have to 
we're gonna have to buy it because um, I I'm she's... gonna have that on my GameFly. Yeah. I gotta turn something in first. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna be a a purchase uh, either outright or through GameFly. But yeah, she's she's super into it, which I, I'm in. I think is good because that's something that can kind of get her into that uh, the dual joystick esque yeah. kind of world. Uh, which is, she's got to get that motor, the motor skills for. Is any of the uh, mouthful mode uh, stuff in the demo? Not that I know of. No, I have not played. Keegan, Keegan played the demo. I, I, I will. Okay. Yeah, Keegan and, and Maris played it, so I wasn't, I wasn't there watching it all that much. Um, I think. Wait, I think there is a there's a section in there where you become the car. Yeah. That's mouthful mode or and mouthful then, whatever. Yeah, I think there is. I think there's a section where you become, become the car and you become, yeah, there's a section where you become a vending machine. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, it. So you do. Okay. That's neat. So it's pretty nifty. Now, on to, since we both have these six we both play together, uh, did you want to go through your GT7 experience? <laughs> I'm actually, so, uh, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm looking at our, our, uh, uh, our notes. notes for this week. And I, I see that you have written down here, license test impossible. I need to hear about this first. <laughs> okay. So there is a license test in the a license. I think it, yeah, a eight. It is the okay. Tacoma truck dirt. Oh yes. Okay. I know it. Uh, I passed this one. I got gold on this one. So it's mm-hmm. not impossible. No, it's impossible currently. <laughs> <laughs> here's okay. why because i spent oh geez i spent probably about an hour and a half an uh-huh. hour an hour and a half a good while on this and i'm like there's i'm watching the demo the demonstration i'm following the ghost i'm like i cannot grip on this turn like mm-hmm. the same turn it is doing i cannot do I'm getting bronze consistently every time. I'm like, I'm there. There's no traction here. So I went online and looked because I'm like, this. Am I? What am I doing wrong? I'm. I'm figuring I'm doing something wrong. I'm thinking like maybe too arcadey or something, right? Right. Come to find out, the newest update, the 1.06 update, actually broke that license test because it says the 1.06 update changes the tires for the toyota and makes them uh what is it uh, street tires or, or custom street or the standard street like road tires instead of being dirt tires and i'm so, like really so i went might- in and that's true i looked at it and it's the they're not dirt tires so you might want to check did you check today because i think they might no no not today, today. Yeah, that was this was uh yesterday, last night, I think. I haven't played it today. Just I've been playing Jurassic Park we're, today. <laughs> we're recording this on a Sunday. So I'm thinking there was a patch either this morning or yesterday. Because I played earlier this morning um to because I'm going through and doing the special licenses. Yeah, it's the very last license group. Right. And I am I've gotten gold on everything up until this point. So I'm kind of the other licenses I was able to do, you know, in a sitting and get all golds in. These special ones are full laps and uh, they're rough. 
but I've been working on it and I've been getting golds. So this morning I did the the um Tokyo Highway one with the Castrol Supra um or Tom Supra or whatever the um the deliveries on that one. I I don't like the Tokyo track. It is my least favorite track in this game. <laughs> really? I do not I feel uh not claustrophobic, but it feels uh, too tight. Yeah, yeah, I can I can um, see that. I just don't like, and it's I kind of wish they would have uh, done special stage instead of this Tokyo track. Because special stage, if if you're not familiar, it, it is an original uh, GT track, and it it is very much in the vein of a New York or a Tokyo. Uh, type of setting, a big city. And I think I prefer that because I know it. <laughs> Whereas this track, I I still kind of don't. Right. And, you know, just trying to get this time, I I woke up at 8 o'clock, um, well, technically 6 o'clock, sitting in bed till about 8 o'clock. Thank you, Woodpecker. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I got out of bed, went booted it up, got some coffee first, of course. Oh, yeah. So probably about 8.30. And then I had to leave at about 11.30. So for about a good two hours, uh, I was sitting there trying to beat this one time trial, <laughs> this one test. It was very disheartening. And that's because every time I would go into the first turn, I just couldn't take it the right way. So no matter what I did, the ghost car, the good ghost car, not my ghost car, uh, always, always came out of that turn faster. Nothing I did (laughs) could solve that. But that's fine. Because the ghost car is actually faster than the gold time. So as long as I kept pace with the ghost car, I can get the gold. Yeah, that so, took me a few few tries to like wrap around my head. I'm like, oh wait, that's just because I'm not matched with the goal or with the ghost or ahead of it doesn't not, doesn't mean I am not going to get the gold time. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, when I'm ahead of the ghost, <laughs> I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, it was just two hours of getting the first turn messed up. Crap! Restart. Oh, got this one good. Okay. Go into the next couple turns mm-hmm. and just br- lightly brush the wall. Ugh. Okay, fine. Restart. <laughs> but again, because it restarts so quick, I don't mind. And I'm just getting frustrated at myself for, or, you know, having, being disheartened that I'm messing up in these spots, except for a few of them where it's like, mm, I didn't really. Th- touch that wall that bad and you didn't you didn't you didn't stop me last time right so uh that was this morning and i forget what the next one is but i think it's an older car so this one's going to be a little slower yeah but it's not on a walled in racetrack like that so i should feel a little less cramped yeah and i always find it funny when uh playing you know driving those uh street courses that are like walled in i'm like it's really not 
it logically, right, in my mind, it's like I'm not any no less of a of of a of a racetrack, maybe a little bit less, but not by much, but it just feels so much more confining. Yeah, cuz you know that instead of there being a line or a uh, you know, a turn uh bump, I I why do I not remember what those things are called? Um it's just a wall. So yeah. you don't have that little bit of breathing room. Yeah, that rumble brain. strip. Yeah, rum uh, not a rumble strip, but they do rumble strips on some of them. Uh but I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody out there knows also. And they're screaming at their their, their car or whatever yeah. going, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. It's this. Yeah. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. So we also played Outriders. Yes. And if you're unfamiliar with Outriders, it's a, it's a three-player co-op uh, cover-based shooter. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, but I also like the cover-based shooters. I've, I've enjoyed playing uh, Mass Effect multiplayer, and that's cover-based. Um, the Gears of War series has always had a little bit of a special place um, for me. Not necessarily the, the new ones per se, but the original three. Uh, but this one, it is, it is very much in that vein. Pop behind some cover. When they pop out from their cover, you pop up, you shoot them, and rinse and repeat. This one also focuses on a lot of like loot, and it's yeah. very, very Destiny-like in that regard. In fact, the menu where you go and equip this stuff, it looks like Destiny. It definitely looks that they went and said, oh, hey, that's a great UI. Let's take that. Yeah. It works. I mean, yeah. I'm not... I'm not confused <laughs> on how to use it or anything. So, you know, it works. I, I think a lot of that is because we played a lot of Destiny. Yes. And uh, also I, correct. I do remember when Destiny first came out that it was not necessarily the easiest UI uh, to really to grasp because how slow that the whole cursor thing is what threw me off. Just the slide, you know, using the joystick. Yeah. To the, yeah, that was always very weird. And I just got used to it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, other games were were doing that around the same time, if not copying that. Yeah, and it, it's just weird at you know at first you're using a cursor to move around rather than just you know buttoning it, you know using a button to move around. Where it's like, oh, here's here's a cursor like a mouse instead of just pressing left and right to go to the different options. Yep, yeah, and I I thought that the PS4 touchpad would be better suited for that. And it's actually significantly harder yeah. to use that. I don't know why. It's just the same as a mouse pad. I just, I don't know. It's, it's harder to do. Yeah, you would think it would work just as well <laughs> as the touchpad on like a laptop or something. Right. But yeah, it just doesn't feel the same. And it doesn't help that not a lot of um, developers took advantage of using, uh, using it like that either. Yeah, that's, that's true. But what do you, what did you think of um, Outriders? Uh, I did not like it. <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> I, so it does give me very Mass Effect vibes, which I'm I'm all about Mass Effect. But uh -huh. I think it, it, that game made me realize 
I don't like Mass Effect for how it plays. I like Mass Effect for the story. Um, because I cannot, I don't like the Outrider story. Well, the Outrider story is also kind of just a, I, I, I'm kind of putting it off to the side. I'm just kind of enjoying the game. Right. Um, right. I mean, I'm, I'm getting the story beats and everything. It's like, okay. I mean, I get where you're going. It's All something. right. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. See, uh, that's the, I'm glad there's voice acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's that's the thing. It's like you know, I, I'm realizing uh, my love for Mass Effect really, really boils down to the story, because um, it's basically they you know take Mass Effect game design and play and put it in a game with a different story and that mm-hmm. or a slightly different story, and that's Outriders. And I at playing Outriders, I'm like, wow, I really don't like how this controls. And then so- after we stopped playing, I was like, but it's no different than mass effect really and it's actually probably a little better tweak than mass effect and that made me like click in my mind oh i don't think i actually like how mass effect plays i just i just really love that story in that world Mm -hmm. so that kind of tell shows just how much crafting the mass effect world and those developers and, and designers and story writers did they did a lot to make me just you know, ignore the, the the gameplay yeah. to make me like it because this it's like I said it's in outriders and I'm like I I so mean I'll play I'll play it with you guys you you and Keegan because you know you have three people to play but I it's not like I'm not gonna play it by myself I'm not progressing my own story so yeah I'm, I'm it's not one of those I'm gonna play by myself it'll just be play with everybody else um so it sounds like it's just the the um. The third person cover shooter that you're not you're you're not clicking with. Is it what is it about the you know, the cover shooter aspect here that is kind of turning you off? Uh the biggest I think the biggest issue is the cover. The the whole cover mechanic. Um it's it doesn't it it doesn't sit well with me because like I'll pop I always feel delayed. Everything feels delayed. Like I'll pop up and I'll I want it to be more instantaneous. Um and it just feels like a tick too slow so by the time i've popped up to get ready to shoot the person has already moved out of my crosshair uh crosshair area so then i have to then adjust but then they've got a dead beat on me because i'm up now for a half a second longer than i wanted to be and now i'm getting pummeled by bullets so like Mm. it, it just it doesn't feel tight enough i guess it still has that feel of like a sluggish like i need to create this animation to come up but the rest of the game is not follow or the, the NPCs are not following that same animation like time frame. So I can't do anything faster than the game will let me, but the NPCs are moving slightly faster. Okay. Uh, I think that's really where, where I'm getting my issues. It's, it's not, it's obviously not first person shooter speeds, yeah. right? I mean, but, I, it, it might just be a feel thing because I, for, for me, I don't get that. So it could just be a, you know, a feel thing per person. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I really think it is. It's just, it's a, a me not enjoying that type of, uh, of game. Yeah, because um, in, in, in my hands, the way it feels, uh, it, it, it controls or speed wise is no different than like a Mass Effect. Uh, it's actually a little bit quicker than Gears of War, I think. Uh, Gears of War, uh, you definitely had like, you go uh, right up into the wall and then you 
you know, slowly bring your your lancer up to look over, go back down, bring it up and go back down. So I feel like in that regard, it's probably probably on par with something like a Mass Effect or like your standard uh, third person uh, cover shooter these days. Yeah, and like like I said, it it definitely feels Mass Effect. I I can tell that it's it's uh, a good Mass Effect. I don't want to say clone, but using a lot of what that uses, and that just really shows me <laughs> that I really don't actually like that that <laughs> style of game, um, as much as I thought I did. All right. Well, and like you know, speaking to the to the um, the menu for the UI for um that writers being a lot like mass effect the yeah. the um the general like in game ui i find actually very good which is weird uh because there's not a whole lot of information on that on that screen which is kind yeah. of the opposite of what i usually like <laughs> uh, yeah when it comes to your user interface ui um like your hud your heads up display. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I want as much information as possible, but I don't want it to be too clunky. So the topic for today is something along those lines. You know, when are we going to be able to get UI customization as something that is standard? And, you know, some of this was brought about because it, have you seen the meme going around of what if Ubisoft designed uh, Elden Ring? Yes. Well, so I heard and kind of saw like topics on it, but I haven't hadn't actually um, looked at the image um, right. until recently. And um, yes, I'm. It's funny. I find it you know yeah. funny. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it. And <laughs> to me, I went, oh, yuck. I, I kind of like the Ubisoft one better. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I, I would like to pick and choose. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, if if you've not seen this image, you know, uh, just Google Elden Ring's Ubisoft uh, UI or something. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what I used to Google it. <laughs> I just, I typed in Elden Ring Ubisoft and it yeah. came right up. <laughs> uh, but if you're familiar with the Souls Dyke. Um, UI. It's it's just a uh oh does it have a compass? I don't remember if it has a compass. But you know, uh if it has a compass, it's a north, south, east, west compass thing up top. It has your health, uh, stamina, and whatever other, you know, bar on the top left. And then in your bottom left is your uh inventory. And right. it's just the four cardinal directions up, down, left, right. Uh but that's basically it. It's a uh, the Souls games are very light when it comes to their HUD uh, UI elements. Ubisoft <laughs> is the opposite. They have everything up. They try to give you as much information as possible. Right. So if you've seen the image, you'll know that you've got a compass, you've got a mini map, you've got message of the day which usually in ubisoft games would just pop up you know when you first boot up the game you've got an inventory bar along with your dark souls or not dark souls inventory all this stuff it is just a cluttered mess and i think i'm with you in that i kind of prefer 
uh, a majority of what's in the Ubisoft menu, but I also kind of like how clean Souls menus are. So if it were me, what I would like to have would be the minimap because I don't like compasses. Oh, gosh, yeah. I don't know who decided that that was better, but they need to be punched because it's garbage. (laughs) I don't, like, I remember seeing it in Skyrim, and I'm like, I don't like this. Well, just give me a map so I know where I'm going. I don't. I right? don't care to know the direction north, south, east, or west, and I don't care to be like, oh, the little triangle is pointing me this way. Just give me the mini map so I can see my surroundings. Also, right. Um, well, I hate the most. What I hate the most about it is that I don't like the fact that it's like I'm looking north. Okay, I can see you know my objectives or whatever. But for me to see if there's any other objectives or, or something that I'm looking for. I have to spin around like a freaking idiot and <laughs> do a freaking pirouette to see what's around. I, I hate that. Yeah. No, I, I can understand it for the immersion aspect. But to go along with our topic, why is that not something that is just customizable? Right. Why is that not a standard? You know, flip a switch, checkbox, whatever, on, off. Right. This do you is want all... a minimap? Yes, no. Yeah, this is all stuff like, you know, you can have basically programmed as a full amount. Like if you want the full HUD, everything is in there. And then you can eliminate, you pull things out or make things um, more opaque, right? Right. As you want to. Like these are all things I I would presume having some programming knowledge is not easy. But if if you're programming to the full you can always diminish or remove these HUD options because they're not, uh, they don't interact with the game. If, yeah, if that makes sense. It's it like an overlay. Yeah, it, it's something that can be hidden. Like it's still there, but it can just be visually hidden, I, I presume. Right. I mean, you look at a lot of these things and, you know, like on this, this Ubisoft Elden Ring map here, a lot of these things that are text are already trans translucent like things are the, the 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 game that's happening behind it is coming through yeah so that is very obviously coming from a a ui um or a gui standpoint that means that it's translucent that means that it's overlaid on top of the current game or action happening in the background right so they they certainly can have a uh, a slider that makes it opaque or off. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could even do that too. Um, but I guess it would depend if they had written something to be able to uh, make things transparent or not, or translucent. You know, a slider for that. Um, I'm, I'm but, well. I mean, a lot of things are working in uh, Unreal Engine well, yeah. Five, and I know for a fact that that's. That is a thing, doable and unreal. You, know, you could change the opacity uh, of a lot of stuff in I overlays. Mean, so my ideal menu for this would be, it would show you the overlay with a static background, and you could toggle on off, and you could just drag and move to where you want it on your screen. Ooh, that would. That would be amazing, honestly. Because <laughs> I don't... Well, let's take GT, for example. Ah. So well, already, um, if you're in car, you kind of lose a lot of the UI because 
you've you've got all your gauges in front of you and everything. Right. Um, but if you're on the outside of the car, you know, they still got to present your attack and your speed and everything. But they also throw, you get some of this into the car too, but you, they throw this extra information that for the average player, you don't need. Uh, and they have this one where it's like a top-down, almost like a, a map of your car on the track, but and it's like zoomed in. But why have that if you already have the map view of your dot <laughs> on the track, which is something that, you know, racing games have had forever. Forever, Although I yeah. do have an issue with where they place the map. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I am very accustomed to having the map in the bottom left. Um, I don't remember if GT's ever had it in the bottom left, but that's where I'm used to seeing it at on racing games. I'm almost certain that... Oh, you know what? I think one or two of them had that, like... It wasn't a full map, but it was the... Um, yeah, it's kind the of The location like map. Yeah, where it's like, as you move... Like, almost like a GPS. I think they yeah. did that in the bottom right or left so, at one and, point. The on on GT, uh, they have a in the bottom right corner is like additional information, and right. you can toggle between the different uh tele- telemetry stuff from weather. The weather thing's really weird on that. I still don't quite understand it. I was curious. Um, I I don't understand why <laughs> or. Well, I can understand yeah. why you need it. I don't understand how to read it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're even that. I'm. I'm at the point of like I don't even care. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really care either. But then again, but, I'm not doing 24 hour races yet. Yeah. You know I mean? So I those think really that's long where ones it's really gonna, you know, if you were play. to do a long race. Yeah. But you can toggle between the different telemetry stuff in there, and one of them is that uh, you know top down bird's eye view, uh, your car on the track type of thing it's not a picture of a car it's a it's dot but yeah it's showing you your uh you know where you are at in relation to the road <laughs> it just uh if you want to think about it it's just a zoomed in view but again it's like this is kind of redundant information but whatever yeah i've noticed this, this almost <sighs> this seems to be a lot of redundant a lot of redundant information of like uh i've already got a uh, a data point for that. Why do I need this in my little like scrolling map? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like in in a game like Assassin's Creed, or let's say a Far Cry, or a Elden Scrolls, Scrolls, <laughs> Elden <laughs> Elden Ring, uh, uh, Demon Souls, a uh, uh, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls, thank you. <laughs> I knew that's what you were looking for. You know, if I could customize the UI the way I wanted to, then I could get rid of all the redundancies in something like a Ubisoft game. Right. And I can add the things that are missing in games like uh, El- Elden Ring <laughs> or a uh, Elder Scrolls. You know, I can get the minimap instead of the stupid compass. Right. And I I think that I guess that's not technically an accessibility thing. Well, um, but it you, you it could fall under that. Easily. You could make the argument for it because let's say you you know you have a hard time reading, right? 
And instead of doing something that's going to be, um, let's say, legible, you need something visual. So, you know, you could see that as an accessibility option. Yeah, um, true. I mean, you also look at, like, you know, a lot of the compasses are, yeah, compass, compi, compasses, I don't know. Compass. Those are, um, you know, either white or black, right? And mm-hmm. if you have any kind of, like, colorblind or harder to, you know, you can't discern uh, stark contrast, it's all grayish, a, a mini-map, which has a very defined border, yeah, right, would help. Will, would help a lot. Now, granted, some of them do have contrast settings or, um, you know, saturation settings True. where, you know, you can you can fade out a uh, you can fade out text or you can make it extra thick <laughs> so that it's easier to read. But right. Yeah. You know, options. <laughs> I, and I, I think at this point, the stage and like how gaming development is. um the ability to cater to more a wider audience is isn't finding a generic form of game but finding a way to allow the user more customability uh, customization of their game so i'm not needing to change my character or how they're playing but maybe more of the things that i use more often being being uh more forefront and i can eliminate other things i I think this is where we need we as a you know gaming community and and development need to head towards don't necessarily make the game look prettier uh or you know force the gamer into uh, a very set way of playing or visual look give them the option you know show them what they can have um because that's how a lot of people play games you know uh, this is this is the UI and how it looks, and this is the way I we we want you to play it, and that's how they like it. Uh, but other ones like me, I'm very dif- distinct. You know, I want my mini map. I don't want the compass. <laughs> I don't want the the weird power menu on the bottom left. I want my mini map to be there. I I will have a you know a hot bar. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn off the music. I don't want that crap. Like these are all things that are for me very distinct that I would love to make changes to because it makes that it makes the game more easy for me to focus on the game because I know where things are now. I'm not having to learn the U- the interface. I'm not having to to understand how that works. Right. Yeah, so like, you know, let me take um Gran Turismo as an example here. In my ideal setting, all I would need or want on there is the track map of where my car is uh, in relation on the track, right. in the bottom left. I want my tachometer and my speedometer. I want it probably top left of the screen what lap I'm on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, the um, uh, distance between myself or time between myself and the next car. Uh, I can give or take lap times, you know, uh, Take it or leave it, whatever. See, I, uh, I like having the lap times on the bottom right. Yeah. Um, just especially when I'm doing like, you know, multiple laps or something. But that's, yeah, like that's one of those things that it could be on that rotating, you know, yeah. like they but have it right now. That's it. That's all I need. I don't need any other information on there. It's just taking up space. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it, well, and I mean, like, you know, the tire wear, that I understand. 
uh, and then the fuel that I understand, but only for long races. Right? Yeah, I, it should all. It should for something like that should only pop up when uh, the game knows that you're, you're going to need to do that. Right. So in in GT and some other uh, uh, games that have tire wear and like fuel management and everything, you're able to do races where you increase the amount of wear and uh, fuel usage so that you have to make a pit stop, even if you're right. doing like five laps or something like that. So if the game knows that you need to do that, then yeah, then throw it up there because you'll need to know it. But, you know, you could turn that on and off, too. So it's just another option that's there <laughs> that right, could well, be there. Yeah, like with, with the GT, you know, I, there's like in the high beam, like the headlights, I think, is a, a thing you can see or like on off. You can see when the traction control is hitting. You can see when, you know, your ABS and all that. It's like, that's cool. That's all the information that's on a car. Awesome. I don't need to know it as a user. <laughs> Yeah, as a gamer. It, now, if you're in cab and you see, see that, that stuff, that's fine because the the car's UI right, is the car. built in there, so it's fine. Right, and it, I don't need to know. The, and the the one biggest drawback or complaint I've always had with the uh, GT games, well, the recent ones that I remember that I remember playing, is the tachometer. Um, and the speedometer, it's the, the speed speedo is a, a digital number, which is fine. But I don't like that bar, the tack bar. I like seeing, I like seeing my needle, right? Oh yeah, the tack bar just it, it gets it it uh, distracts me because yeah. it's if I don't know it feels like it's almost like uh, Night Rider making colors in front of me. <laughs> Well, so I mean, when you're in the car, then you're you're given what the car you know comes with. So most of them, most of them, uh, have a tack, and it's you know a needle. Yeah, uh, yeah. I do but enjoy that the overlay. Way- is still there though. That overlay is still there for on the bottom on the in in car. Maybe I just ignore it. It, it probably because <laughs> because there is something. That's the thing. There is something there, like the hand usually or the steering wheel is usually there to kind of like right. break up that color. But like if you're in third person or chase or even bumper, like it's so forefront right there. Oh you're yeah, like, well, especially uh, bumper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I like the way that Forza uh, does it. Um, Not it kind of puts remember. everything in the general corners. And they don't try to overload it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that um, HUD now. Yeah, so on on the left is, it... is typically um, reserved for your GPS. So anything like the map is down there. Um, if you need to use your uh, <laughs> GPS lady, <laughs> she's down there. <laughs> I've never used that lady. Um your tack and speedometer are on your bottom right. Uh, any messages or updates or anything typically are in the top oh, left. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and the, and the center is, if you're chasing, is literally just a car. Yeah, okay, and I remember. So I, I looked up a quick image. Yeah. Yeah, that, and so that's that, like, it works. Um, it works for me like that, but if I was in, I couldn't play that, that, UI in GT. There is a little more information that I want to know. 
that this is just not giving me. Yes, and for me, that would be to- totally sufficient. I'd be a-okay with that. I wouldn't need any additional information. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's, you know, again, this, this comes back down to usability, or I mean, customizability, what each person wants, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, yeah. these overlays are not, they're not inter interacting with the game. Like, you know, it's not in-world, right? It's just, I'll say just, but it is an overlay. So being able to have uh, the ability to make it fade away or turn off completely, it, it's, it's, it's got to be there, you know? I would imagine so. And, you know, hopefully there will be a time where it is just a, uh, a default option to be able to go into your menu and say, here, adjust the layout the way you want to. Right. That would be amazing because it would make it would make switching to different games a lot easier. Sure. You know, and honestly, I, I would think it would make it slightly easier on the the developer. Right. They can just literally instead of having to like really plan out how that UI looks, they can just. Here's all the information that we, you know, you would need, and they put it into a, a generic area, and then say, as a user, you make your, you make your UI look the way you want. Take, add, remove, whatever, um, the the information that you want. So then yeah. you don't really have to. They don't really have to plan out where things things are are placed. I'd be down for that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So I think, I think that. That was a good rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was a, a good discussion. Yeah. So thank you for joining us today. If you haven't yet, go and click on that subscribe button. Did you enjoy the conversation? Let us know. Send your questions, topics, and corrections, if there are any, which obviously they're not, uh, to .exe at savingcontent.com or leave us a comment over on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Just search at saving content if you're looking for additional in-game in-depth game discussions check out the quick save podcast and please remember visit savingcontent.com for the latest news and reviews uh ed what do we have here for latest stuff coming up well uh the latest uh, that we got right now uh scott did a review of far changing tides um and evan's got a preview of Ghostwire Tokyo going up. Ooh. I've actually uh, heard a little bit about Ghostwire Tokyo. It's supposed to be good. So we'll see what Evan uh, Evan says in his preview. <laughs> and remember, Saving Content is on YouTube too. Our podcast gets posted up there along with video previews, reviews, trailers, and any kind of original content. Maybe uh, photos of Ed's uh, woodpecker. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out on the next. (laughs) Leave us a rating, guys and gals. Uh, Any review, we surely would love it. Um, You can do it right in your podcast app. Tell your friends all about .exe and how awesome the intros are, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's (laughs) a wonderful editing of intros. (laughs) It'll help us grow, and truly, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and remember, the most wasted of days is one without laughter. Good night.